cliffcentral.com Yeah, that was actually embarrassing for me. <laughs> I'm cringing. <laughs> Good morning, Anthea. Love to have you in studio on a Monday as always. Good morning, Ben. I hope your weekend was as exciting as Sia's, maybe less exciting as Babali's. Um, somewhere I'm, in the middle. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, it was a good day on Friday, though. We uh, had a nice positive day on the JSE. Uh-huh. Am I missing something? Is the music still playing? Yeah, we had a moment <laughs> there. Right. Okay, back to the market then. Okay. So on Friday, a nice positive day. The JSC closed 0.85% higher. Unfortunately, that just wasn't enough month to date. We are still down 5.5%. So basically, we've wiped out in the last month all the gains for the year practically. Uh-huh. I know, that's how it starts. I mean, I, I really, the one thing or two things I think we absolutely need is political and economic stability. If we don't get that, this market is just going to keep going down and down. The rand is now 12.91 or around there on Friday, um, which really hasn't helped. The rand hedges all softer on the day. Resources had a stunning day though. So Lonman was up 4%, but I mean, I'm not sure we even watch Lonman anymore. You know, we're, so worried about this company going bust and how volatile it is. That's probably not an, a good indicator. So Impala Platinum and Amplats were up between two and three and a half percent. So that's probably a better indicator of, of what happened with resources. I was surprised we had such a positive day. European markets were all much lower on the day on Friday. U.S. closed slightly higher, and I see Asia's quite a bit higher this morning. So probably we should have a positive close if we follow global markets. There's a lot going on there from a kind of a very macro point of view at the moment. I think the big the big thing is probably oil. Mm-hmm. Um, it just keeps falling. And I was reading an article this weekend that said, actually, shale producers, because of the advances in technology, can now actually produce um, – Maybe not profitably, but at least at break even at $40 a barrel. Wow. Whereas before, exactly, whereas That's before pretty good. it was $50 a yeah, barrel. Yeah, I remember that was the threshold, right? And that was when oil got to 50, you'd see it come back down because the shale producers would come online because there was more supply in the market. But now to bring that down to 40, I think this is just a case for lower oil prices globally continually going forward. I mean, it is interesting to note though that this, that the, um, OPEC's production cuts haven't helped. You know, I told you last week, Nigeria and Libya still producing as much as they were because they don't have to obey OPEC's rules and regulations. But the other interesting producer is the U.S. In fact, their production is up 10% this year to 9.35 million barrels per day, wow. which is pretty much close to what Saudi's producing these days. That's very impressive. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot it's, of production is yeah, what I'm saying. Exact, I mean, it's going to, no wonder this oil price is dropping and dropping. Exactly. And I think that's also what's keeping the European markets down because a lot of European, um, listed companies are actually the energy companies. If you think about, yeah. um, BP, Shell, Total. So kind of those all coming under a bit of pressure and keeping European markets down. Financials were up on Friday. Um, banks were all okay, but Breit again disappointed. I, I honestly don't know what's wrong with the share anymore because now I think it's just sentiment driven. You know, they put out their results a couple of weeks ago and it was okay. You know, nothing's changed. 
Um, so I don't know why the share just keeps falling. I, if I wasn't <laughs> knee deep in it, I probably would be buying some. Um, but I'm just going to have to wait because there's no point in selling now, is there? Well, uh, someone said to me here, has Stellar Capital reached the bottom talking about these things? Well, so the funny thing about Stellar, uh, since Charles has left, or he hasn't left, he's still CEO, but since the announcement of his resignation, the share has actually bounced a little bit. So every day it's almost climbed, you know, another 1%. It's got a long way to claw out of the kind of the deep hole valley that, in, yeah. that it was in. Absolutely, yeah. So I think it touched, it was on 75 cents, it's now 83 cents, so slowly, slowly climbing back up. All right. Hopefully we'll see that carry on up. And then, of course, the one share we were all waiting for on Friday was Naspers. They put out their full-year results on Friday. Headline earnings per share up 36%. Um, this is a difficult one, actually, because there are different ways of measuring this. And if you take out um, the core, if you take out kind of Tencent, Mailru, those, then the results weren't spectacular. I mean, revenue was up only 12%. And I say 12%, but they are generating $14.6 billion in revenue uh, yeah. for the year, which is not terrible. Um, I think uh, the key features, what we expected, basically the sub-Saharan Africa pay TV not doing as great as we'd like it to do. In fact, they've had a couple of mm, sessions now, a couple of reporting periods of not doing that well, but still the others doing exceptionally well, the other businesses – Key features, well, uh, Naspers are going to be issuing a bond to fund more acquisitions. Wow, <laughs> they really are buying up everything they can see that's valuable. That They really are just getting into this tech and almost private equity business, it's full steam ahead. Well, I, it's the only way to stay ahead of your competition, right? Um, I would say, yeah. And But, but you want to be buying good things, right? You don't yeah. want to be buying… Rubbish. And paying too much because you've got too much money. And that's the thing. When companies get that big, the one thing they, I believe they need to be careful of is overpaying for assets. Yeah, correct. Um, so I, I, I read an, <laughs> I read a sentence by Naspers. I wish I'd written it down, but I swear I almost couldn't understand it because the language they were using was so bizarre. They were talking about let go and wallahoo and I was what? Like, what are all these things? There are so many companies in this little company now. So. Um, I'm trying to get my head around it. It's still a good one to hold on to, and hopefully it'll get back to the levels it was at, 2,800 and so on. So last trade at 2,683 rand a share on Friday. So a little way to go still before it gets back to 2,800. But I see a lot of investment banks who send out broker research or kind of we call it broker research um, or their research mm-hmm. are calling over 3,000 or three, closer to 3,500 rand a share. Wow. Now that would be spectacular. Wouldn't it just? Mm-hmm. We need that. Damn right. But we need everything else to come online as well because I really feel like we've made some really good picks but this market really is just not helping us. Really absolutely not helping us. Well, you've got to ask the question in a market like this, where would you make Good returns. And the, and the problem is with no political and economic stability, it's very, very hard to gauge. I mean, look at the RAND. Who would have guessed that the RAND would be at, at the rates that it is now a year or two ago? Who would have thought that it would come to this? And who would have thought that oil would be where it is now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very difficult market at this, at this time. Gareth, you asked the question I ask myself every single day. That's all I do. Every single yeah. day. Where will I get the most value? Where will I get the most value? Absolutely. And I know, I know for a fact 
that I am likely to get the most value out of the banks because they are trading so cheaply. But actually, I can't risk it mm. because if the government says anything wrong, we get downgraded. And if we get downgraded, our banks take a beating. I've been sitting on so much cash. And that's probably what saved us, actually. And I say saved us. We haven't, we haven't not felt the pain of this 5.5% decline this month. I'll tell you that. But we've definitely performed better than the market overall because we're sitting in so much cash. And so we're in a few yielding instruments, cash, you know, interest yielding instruments, which is better than being in the banks, which if we got down, or the mine, the miners, or Oy, just don't go near so that. many, you know. What about Astral Foods? Okay, so you, you, you might have seen on Thursday they were down 6% and then on Friday they were up again just over 1%. They came out the other day saying that one of their farms in Villiersdorp had, um, avian flu, bird flu, but they sent out a note on Friday telling the market. And the funny thing about this, I say they sent it out to the market, but they actually didn't. They only sent it out to investors. Well, I would have thought they'd put it on sense, but they didn't. So, huh. um, that actually the bird flu had been contained and so that's not an issue. I believe there's a big drama in the EU at the moment with bird flu, um, but we haven't been subject to it. And, and also it's not, it's not contagious to humans. I'm still not sure I, don't, I want to eat chicken that's been um, infected with bird flu, but uh, there you go. Ah. You know, chicken's chicken. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Tastes like <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So I think, um, I think – the fact that it's down 6% might have been a nice buying opportunity for Astral Foods, mm-hmm. just because it was probably overdone and the con- and it's been contained now, so it's fine. All right. And then there's one other company that I've been reading quite a bit about lately, and they're not listed in, in the true sense of the word. They have holdings in various companies that are listed or various companies that are listed have holdings in them, so kind of cross holdings, and that's ETV. Apparently, Johnny Copeland was saying that they've had five bids, to buy the company in other words, bids, um, in the last year. Now, he didn't say who they were, but there's a lot of speculation that Telcom was one of them, actually. Really? Absolutely. And it actually makes a lot of sense to me because if you are a mobile operator or telephone business in this environment – you know it's not a growth industry anymore, right? It's, right? it's had its day. You need to move on. You need to expand. You need to diversify. Correct. And also content is the big thing. So surely you would make a bid for a content producer. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. I can't, I, I can't tell you, um, whether or not it's a good idea or bad idea from a pricing point of view, because as I say, they're not, Specifically listed, they're held within various listed companies and only small parts of it. So I'm not going to make an investment call on it. I just thought it was an interesting thing. Well, uh, let's keep an eye. I mean, would you, uh, if you're looking for content, is e- ETV something that you'd be interested in? Funny you ask me that. I was going to ask you that. Well, <laughs> you're you're what, on what that if, side uh, of the who fence. Who watches ETV? I mean, what's what's on ETV at the moment? Have they still got softcore porn and wrestling? Because then, yes. Then that's a that's a good buy. Um, does anyone watch uh, ETV? I'm not talking about ENCA. Tumbleweed through the studio. <laughs> yeah, clearly no one in here watches. Amanda, do you watch it? Not at all. No. Okay, Ben, you haven't seen ETV, have you? Wrestling is still there. The soft porn died a long time ago. Okay. There was Mom's talk of it coming back, but it never materialized. You don't know anything about ETV? I don't watch a lot of live TV these days. Anybody who knows what's on that channel, because I don't know what their ratings are like, and ratings are everything if you're going to... Buy a media asset. 
So who knows? Do you not think that that um, someone like Telcom would take that and extrapolate or take out the content providing or content production? Yeah, they would. Is that not a possibility? They would. They would. And that would be a better move than doing what all the other stupid networks have done, which is try to bring content in-house, which nobody likes. Because who wants to go to the networks for content? The last thing you do, you wake up in the morning and go, I'd really like to watch a series or listen to some music. Ah, let me hop onto MTN or Vodacom or Cell C. That's a good move. Please. Yeah. Stupid. I think I'll be watching carefully because I think there's obviously an interesting play going on there. All right. As I said, Asia much higher this morning. So hopefully we'll see a little bounce in our market, although this rand still quite strong. Should keep a lid on that. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Anthea. Pleasure. Very good. Anthea Gardner with a look at the markets. Cliffcentral.com.